0: be, do, scale, as your beingness goes up, your doingness goes down and your scale goes up. So really like your beingness is equal to your scalingness. You know, the more you do, the lower you scale.
1: You're listening to the Authority Builder Podcast. I'm Steve Gordon. For the first five years, this podcast was known as the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. The episode you're about to hear uses that name, but don't worry, you're in the right place same great content, new name. Enjoy. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and uh, we've got another one for you today. This one is going to be off the charts. Amazing. With me today is Eric Lures. He, he is the world's only psychic cognitive peak performance coach and the founder of B Do, Scale, hybrid business and leadership coaching. Uh, he's the creator of the Guru Selling System. Uh, subconscious lead generation persona positioning and the field work method, and the author of Be Do Sale. Through his work, he helps executives and leaders unleash the outrageous growth potential that's trapped within their business and themselves. He holds a bachelor's in communications and is a master practitioner of uh, neuro linguistic programming, NLP, uh, certified stage trainer and accelerated learning trainer. Um, I mean, Eric's qualifications are are just off the charts and uh, he's helped everyone from solopreneurs up to fortune 500 companies uh, like Microsoft and McGraw Hill and McDonald's and Salesforce and has helped clients create miracle outcomes. And I mean, miracle outcomes like growing their sales pipelines by 66 X in just eight weeks. Um, and so I want you to pay close attention today because what I've asked Eric to to share with you today, I think will drastically change the way that you approach growing your business. Uh, So I'm excited he's back. Eric Lures, welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast.
0: Thanks for having me, always a pleasure.
1: Yeah, great to have you back. Um, And you've really kind of gone in some very unique and interesting directions over the years as I've kind of followed your progression and your growth. Give everybody a little bit of, of background beyond just what was in the bio, you know, about your evolution and how you've kind of come to to where you are today.
0: Uh, I guess the, you know, the, the easiest way is it, my personal evolution was kind of my business evolution. Um, I would say, you know, it, it mirrored, it, it, my evolution mirrored itself in life. So um, at first I thought, success was kind of like a you know a, a physical thing you know perfecting the physical so that's why i pursued you know all different martial arts and got multiple black belts and you know um uh, worked out a lot and I, you know i still work out and keep myself in shape and whatever you know but you know it was kind of like you know the younger guy you know we were all we all go through that right you know body level. um as i got older and, and i wanted to open a dojo and professional and whatever so it's kind of like that and then you know i got like into my mid-30s and i was kind of like okay you know maybe there's more to it maybe there's uh, kung, my karate and kung fu teacher he used to quote tony robbins so i started following tony robbins i got exposed to nlp and then i studied nlp and i studied little mind control i was like okay the brain you know focusing the, you know the brain and then it was like okay and then it's just you know and, it, you know, so I kind of evolved into that. And then it was like, okay, well, it's the subconscious. The subconscious is really the thing, you know. And, and my systems kind of evolved that way. It's like, first it was, you know, just business coaching. So I was kind of at my, you know, it's it's the brain. And then guru selling. I was like, okay, it's the subconscious and subconscious lead generation, you know, uh, persona positioning. They were all based on like subconscious stuff. And then I was like, okay, now... There's more out there, and I got exposed to people like Joe Dispenza and, and uh, you know Abraham Hicks, and I was like, okay, you know, it's, it's really about the energy outside of us and the higher self. And I'm like, okay, you know, that's cool. And then ultimately, you know, I got to understand it's it's what I call field, you know, the quantum field. You know, Einstein and those guys, they had it a hundred plus years ago. They they already knew it. You know, they you know they were just ahead of their time. That's I think, we able to blow stuff up. So uh <laughs> very easily. You know. yeah, quite quite literally. I, quite literally, you know. They, they figured it out a long time ago, you know, Tesla and all of it. So um my evolution has has gone that way. And then um, so so that that's like the fun part. And then coupled with you throw into the mix the, you know, this ability I have, you can call it psychic you can call it empathy, you can call it whatever. When I'm working with somebody. And they have a problem uh, or an issue or a challenge or whatever their higher self starts to show up and the more that's why i get to talk about it because the more you own your problem like the, the higher self is always trying to help you solve your problems everybody knows the answers right it's always trying to guide you in the right direction so it shows up and i'm able to filter you know and sometimes it's images sometimes it's statements sometimes it's questions sometimes it's feelings in my body but i'm like able to pick up on what's going on And then that kind of filters through me. And, you know, so it's like, okay, you know, I, I, you know, I would like to say that the the 66X increase and the 300% increase in a quarter and everything that, you know, I haven't done this for people. I've helped people do this for themselves. Um, I used to take all the credit, like, you know, Eric's copywriting is, you know, you got to hire me. mm, But it's really, you know, it's about him, you know, and, and that's what I've evolved to is, you know, Eric's sideshow of, you know, dog and pony to, you know, it's it's really about you. And I just really want to be a conduit. I am a conduit. And uh, I think, uh, you know, in, in some way, shape or form, the best business people really are. Instead of trying to be the thing, they just want to be a conduit to help the client be the thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, completely,
1: completely. And I think that's a good segue into we want to talk about today, which is, you know, the, the idea of attracting clients versus, you know, trying to get clients. And, and I know you worded it in a very, I think a very clear way. Um, But, you know, as you, as we were talking about this before we started, it really sounds like it comes down to an energetic thing, you know, and, and what kind of energy you're actually employing to do one or the other. So kind of walk us through how you think about helping a business attract clients or get clients or whatever the right language is the, the, from your perspective.
0: So it's really comes down to the energy of your beingness at the time. So who are you being? Uh, who who you know putting personifying a business, who's the business being? And a lot of people are out there trying to market. and so, they are trying to be somebody who sounds like everybody else in the marketplace. They're, they're competing, right? So if you go out there and you say, well, I'm, these are my competitors and I'm against them. Now my energy is about fighting somebody. I'm fighting for the scraps. It has nothing to do with the client now. It's like, I'm fighting you for this meat, like, you know, but now the enemy, the, the competition, that becomes the main focus of the energy or you know copying them and again, you know the competition you know it's it's all about that so that kind of puts the prospects into i'm not trying to do this for the prospects i'm not trying to connect with the prospect I'm trying to do this against somebody and i just want to get you you're my prize for beating him or you're our prize for beating them and Energetically, you know, and that's why when you kind of sit down with your, you know, the C-suite guys all sit down with their big fat reports. And they're all like, based on last year's numbers at this time, projection should be blah blah blah. We'll be bringing in an amount of, and you know, if you really as a client understood that you're a number on a spreadsheet, you're a projection you're going to be our client because the numbers say so, like, I feel really loved. Um, you know, know, so, so they're not, you know, they're trying to generate and it's all like competition, competition. So attracting a client on the other hand is about, I have a mission and I'm focused on the client. I'm actually, it's not even about focusing so much on the client. It's like, here's this mission, here's this energy, here's what I'm about. And you start to attract. So it's not about I'm chasing you. It's about I'm being me. I'm expanding my mission. You know, this is my mission, my vision. Large corporations don't have this because there are so many people going in so many directions, departments that never speak to each other. You know, run by people who never speak to each other in states where they'll never connect, you know, but they're all over the place. You know, they're all necessary, but they're all so siloed you know, they have to depend on marketing. They have to depend on spending. But when you're small, you don't have a $60 million a year marketing budget. You're lucky if you've got a $60,000 a year marketing budget, you know, and every dollar of that $60,000 better go to some hell, you might have $6,000. So, you know, it, it's got to be, you know, it's got to be invested wisely. So it's like, okay, but am I am I... Am I investing it in pushing against, and ergo I'm giving it and I'm saying you're my competition now. You're more important than, me. or am I just going to say this is my mission, and I want to you know spread it as far as I can and, and attract people, and if we really look at it, um, I mean it comes down to the most basic of things, but like a moth to a flame, the big bright shiny energy. So right now marketing and splashy messaging and whatever that that's bright shiny object syndrome, but a compelling energy. I mean, people, you know, they feel it, you know? So I always say if, you know, all things being the same price, you know, it, it, it will be, it will be, if, if you don't make marketing personal, if you don't make the, the energy personal, like pull personal, then it becomes personal purse anal, which P-U-R-S dash A-N-A-L, if I can't feel you and I don't feel compelled to you, then I'm going to be looking at my purse and I'm going to get analytic about it and I'm going to base my choice on the, the cost as opposed to how I feel. People buy based on how they feel, and then they justify later with logic. But if you don't give them anything to feel, then all they have is logic. And the only logic that's always going to go down to common denominator is going to be money. So you can attract, or you can try to generate, but this is going to cost a lot of money. This is going to force you to become a better version of yourself.
1: I love that distinction between attract and generate. Um, I I hope that that resonates with a lot of people listening, but I'm sure the very first question is going to be, okay, well, this is great, but what, what's the process by which I, I get there, you know, because it's, I think it's one thing to talk and think about, you know, approaching this with emotion and, you know, kind of being that person. But for a lot of people, they're going to be thinking, all right, well, I, I need some, I need some steps or a process is there when you're working with someone to take them through this or with a business, how do you begin to get them to, to see this and to evolve who they are so that they're attracting
0: rather than generating? Well, I would say I have a very malleable framework. And the reason I say that is because I mean, I'd love to be able to say, yes, I have Eric's five steps of magical transformation and yada, yada, yada. But that, again, puts that would put people into individual silos or, or, or rather that would put people into a system like, you know, and you can copy it. And, you can, and then everybody becomes the same. And, and I follow Bruce Lee's methodology, which is, you know, uh, everybody's a unique individual and they have to find their own way, in their own system. That's how he did martial arts. He learned from everybody and then created a system unique to him and his body and, his, and the way that he, he functioned. And I think that everybody else needs to do that themselves for their, individual, for their individual beingness. But your business is an extension of your beingness. So, you know, your business is just sort of bringing who you are into the world. So it all comes back to you, the founder, the creator, the owner. And really the question is, who do you want to be? And what's funny is, like, when I ask people that question, their their first answer will be, I want to be an accountant and earn $600,000. That's a doing answer. You're you're not answering who you want to be, you're answering what you want to do. You know, and most of the time when you dig down to it, like, do you really want to do accounting? They're like, well, no. I said, yeah, because I say, if I give you $20 million tax free right now, would you go in tomorrow and Pull out another tax form and screw around with anybody else's. No, man, I'd be living. In, <laughs> I'd be in Hawaii in an hour. I'm like, so you know, yeah. so the accounting is in your passion. So it's really about finding what you know what you're really excited about because that's where you're going to flourish. People get trained into certain jobs and they say, "Well, this is how I make money." No, this is how you make money now. This doesn't mean this is where the billions would come from. So I have, you know, tech I have, uh, you know tech clients that I work with, you know, guys who are starting up their first software company or whatever, and they're all excited. They're like, oh, we've got this great you know, software and blah, 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 and, you know, does this stuff, nah, whatever. But I always say, don't think about this as the business that's going to make your billions because now you're putting all the pressure on this to say, look at this as just, one of your things this is step one to your evolution it might be this company that makes you a billion it might be your fifth company it might be your 50th company who knows you might fly through companies one a week you know but don't say it has to be this and all of a sudden that shift takes them from putting all this pressure on this job or this business right at this moment and it's not, about take, it's not about saying, okay, I'm giving up on this business. It takes the pressure off of it. And it goes from, oh, okay, I don't have to look at this as being all the cookies. I can just look at this as being the first cookie. And now I can play with it. And when you go from performance, you know, it's like it has to be you know, optimized, to fun, creativity, all of a sudden, just kicks in. Why? Because this is a game now. This is just playing. And all of a sudden, the ideas that come up for this business and then the second business, you know, I have one of my my current clients, one of the clients, you know, you, you had, in, in the testimonial that you could say is that, you know, it's, it's kind of a long, time, but, um, but my client, you know, where we produce the, the 300% growth in a quarter. And I said, you know, what do you want your second business to be? And as soon as I said that, like a completely different industry, but his mind for this business, opened right up, you know, it's a, it a grading company, uh, card grading. And it was like night and day, the, the, you know, the switch just flipped. And so that's the key piece is like, you know, uh, step one is who do you really want to be? Because you have free will. Now you get to choose. And that's the key thing. It's not about what am I, you know, what was I educated in? What are my, what's my current skill set? I don't care. My current skill set used to be records management. I set up large scale, literally, I would set up large scale filing systems for corporations back when paper was a thing. And, <laughs> you know, yeah, like I would sit, it, I was the guy in the file, room, like, you know, going through all that stuff. Like, I, do I look like I'm doing anything to do with records? I can't even keep my own files straight now. But, you know, it's like, but it's completely night and day and it's the same thing here. It's like whatever you're doing now, you got to take the pressure off that and turn it from from must perform to, you know, uh, must play.
1: So, that I mean, that's a that's a big mindset shift, I think, for people to have to make. I mean, because in a lot of cases you've got you've got some some costs embedded into what you're doing now. I mean, you've, you've got some sunk costs to deal with. And so is it, is it always as drastic as making that kind of a change or is it, or do you find that most people are in the business that they should be in and and can kind of pick up and, and go forward, but go forward with a real sense of, of mission moving ahead.
0: It depends. So I've had clients where they realized in very short order that they had to close or, or sell their business. I never say, you know, unless they have an unsellable business, I'll always say sell the thing, sell it, get some cash, you know, and, and we'll move on to, to the thing that you are inspired. to um, Some can bring, you know, the, some were, they have a, a, you know, some passion in the business or they started out with a passion for the business. They could kind of bring it back, you know, or they can, where they can take the business that they have and angle it that, so that it expands on their passion and, you know, it helps to build the momentum. And some are, you know, it was completely passion-based. They just lost their way a little bit. And now they get to really powerhouse in it. And some, you know, they're kind of passionate already. And then this just frees them up to say, okay, the next and the next and the next. And they go from thinking, I'm a, I'm a business owner of this one business Bound to this business, and they go from that to I'm actually an entrepreneur, and this is going to be one of my businesses, and you know, opening up and feeling free. Whatever it is, the the end goal is not the machinations, I guess the word would be, of what they're going to do specifically at this moment. It's about becoming free. How do they find freedom now? Do they find freedom by letting go of the business? Do they find freedom by morphing the business do they find freedom by saying okay you know looking at more than one business that's the key piece because that's what starts to get the moment that changes their mindset and that changes the momentum and all of a sudden the ripple effect of you know new ideas and new whatever new connect boom 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 their energy level just goes up 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 and they as a being you know their beingness expands think about if i went into the office yesterday. Thinking, I'm trapped to this plumbing business, and today I go in there and realize I'm an entrepreneur, and one of my businesses is this plumbing business. Now, all of a sudden, you're a completely different person, mindset wise and energy wise. You pick up that phone, you're all thinking about like, you know, I'm desperate for you. You're like, okay, you know, I, you know, you're you're somebody I'm giving a service to, and you know, expanding this business, and then I'm going to you know, network out here. I'm gonna. Blah, blah, blah. That's the key thing: freedom freedom of mind is, is really, you know, is what we're after. That's, that's the um, you know, that's the shift. So it doesn't have to be like everybody quit your day job. It has to be, you know, what's going to get you to freedom mentally and emotionally, uh, idea wise, creativity wise, uh, and raise your energy the fastest.
1: So, yeah, I mean, it really seems like it. it is this, this shift in, in the mind um, I love the way you describe that, where when you make that now, all of a sudden, it's like all of this new world opens up. Like It's like you walk through, you open a door, you walk through the door, and there's all this possibility on the other side that you had no idea existed before yeah. because you were trapped in the hallway, you know, and um, I, I love that. So as you're working with somebody to kind of get them to see that, is that a, is it a quick thing do you find most of the time? Do people like get it and they go, Oh yeah. Okay. I'm going to, it's almost like you're saying put on a different suit, you know, like yesterday you were the plumber today. You're the entrepreneur that owns a plumbing business, right. you know, and that's a different, that's a different costume. It's a different suit.
0: Yeah. So some people get it right away. You know, some people are very open to it. A lot of people, most of the time it is a, as we were talking before the show, I, said, you know, I was making the comparison to the pool. You know, It's not about putting your toe in once, but about putting your toe in and then yourself in and over and over and over again. Um, it, it, it is your brain, your programming in your brain will try to pull you back. Our amygdalas are designed to keep us in a certain pattern. The amygdala is the oldest part of the brain. I would say it's the lowest, slowest energy in, in your universe because it's the thing that tries to trap you back to the past over and over again. The amygdala is designed. The de- amygdala is designed to keep you happy. I'm sorry, to keep you alive. It's not designed to make you happy. In fact, like, your happiness doesn't inject to your amygdala. Your breathing does. That's it. <laughs> you know? um, and it's you would think they could, they work together. Like no, your amygdala will. Like ha- if happiness gets in the way of if I'm afraid of breathing tomorrow with your happy, yeah, your happiness is going to go. So it's, it's about, you know, over time, they will, they will take a, you know, they'll come in with a new attitude and, you know, some things will start to move the right way. And then something will always things go wrong. And it's the reason things go wrong is because you have momentum going in a certain direction. And when you try to break that, the old momentum is still there. It's got to die out first. So the problems of you going, you know, I was going this direction, I'm going this other direction. There's going to be some shimmy in the car, right? You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's trying to say, you know, I'm on the gravel. Now I'm on the grass. I'm trying to get to the other side of the highway. It's, it's, you know, there's, there's going to be a, a wild ride, but it is, you know, it's never like night and day once in a blue moon, it's like night and day, but most clients, there's going to be emotional things. There's going to be mental things. There's going to be so it's about going back again and again, and you've got to kind of know it consciously. You got to know, like like the, the other side of the highway. I can see the other side of the highway, but seeing it doesn't put me on it, going the opposite direction. I've first gotta you know I'm doing 120 on this one. I have gotta go onto the rumble strip, then I gotta go onto the gravel, then I gotta go onto the grass median. And I you know across the grass median and I got start churning and I got, you know, and blah 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 blah. And eventually I'll get going in another direction. Now sometimes if you know, if whatever, if there's a little roundabout, maybe I can maybe I can do 80 across that, you know, that little lane where it says don't enter unless, you know, official vehicle and no cop around. Okay, you know, I'll I'll scream through that thing and I'll be going in the opposite direction fast. Sometimes I gotta go across the big fat grass median and it's it's gonna be a lot mm. but yeah it's um it's usually the that process um is usually a lot of internal stuff that is stopping us from you know being all that we can be and that's a lot of conditioning from the past from um you know i, I say babies when they're born are pure potentiality they're still in touch with their their true self their higher self you know their source and that's why you know you see kids and they have imaginary friends and they you know they, they have these you know stories about kids who are actually groups of kids who can levitate on other kids and whatever because they, they still understand you know there's They're not conditioned to pay attention to the real world, pay attention to your teachers, pay attention to this, get your head out of the clouds, look forward, pay attention to the board, you know, pay attention to the reports, you know, it's like the physical world, the physical world, the physical Mm -hmm. world. But your internal world and your external world, you know, sort of the unseen or whatever you want to call it, these things are affecting you too. And making a change in the physical, you've got to be able to understand it. You're going to have to use. There's going to be changes in the internal and the, uh, you know, the energy as well.
1: So what what's the impact that this has on your potential clients? Uh, not you specifically, but for for the person who's implementing this, the business that's implementing this. What is the impact of that change in energy? How is it perceived on the outside? I'm imagining that you know, as you're going out to the marketplace and you change the energy that you're going out that now the business is perceived in a different way. Or if you're a service provider, you as the service provider are now perceived in the marketplace differently. Do you have a sense for what that shift looks like with that perception, that new perception is as, as they transform?
0: It's well, it's energy. Um, and that's the, the, the interesting thing. And, and, where logic in their brain tries to kick in and say, well, wait a minute, you know, uh, you're saying I can theoretically do the exact same things or help do less stuff and get more stuff going? And it's like, yeah. So one of my recent clients, um, you know, we, we finished a session. And then, uh, you know, I guess the day after we finished the session, he had three people that he was sure were going to say no to his services, that, you know, prospects that he'd been speaking to, that he was sure were going to say no. And he knew they were going to say no. All three of them apparently called him that day, the day after, and said yes. And then um, all of a sudden, uh, somebody who works with Richard Branson out of the blue contacted him. And he's like, and I said, yeah, I said, start looking out for serendipity. And he's like, I, I haven't done anything. I'm like, yeah, I know. Now I had another client, you know, we did, we did one of the things, we got him, you know, got his energy up, changed his energy, brand new system about communication that he had come up with, had had never marketed anything. What was it? It was either two or three days after our conversation, conversation where I had him write it out on a piece of paper, you know, scribbled it, he was sitting in his car, blah, 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 weird notes all over the place. Somebody called him up and the guy had never done a um, an annual meeting. He, he was a, a sales trainer, but he had never done an annual meeting because he was a sales guy, right? He come and he would talk to sales teams. We don't ever talk to an entire company. And guy had One of his clients has a big company. Called him up, says, you know, we're having our annual meeting. I was, you know, going to arrange for a keynote speaker. And for some reason, your name popped into my head, but I know you don't have anything that speaks to an entire business, right? You just have your sales system. And he kind of, I guess... You know, he said he looked over at the piece of paper. that was sitting there on his desk with this whole new communication system that was designed to help people throughout a company communicate better and and build the company. He's like, well, I have this thing. And he said he muddled together this explanation. It's like a two-minute explanation of it. And so as soon as I was done, he's like, yeah, I have to have that. I have to have that. I have to have that in my company. Because, you know, that's the, the whole thing is that people are like, you know, what are the results? What what do I do differently? And it's be do scale, and as your beingness goes up, your doingness goes down, and your scale goes up. So really, like your beingness is equal to your scalingness. You know, the more you do, the lower you scale. The more, if like if you're low, if your beingness is low and you're doing a lot, there's a lot of effort.
1: Mm-hmm. Physical
0: effort produces results, but it produces slow, low results. It produces the 3% year over year growth, the 50%, the 100%, the 200% year over year growth. That's energy. And so it's about, it, it starts to vibrate at a completely different level. So you walk in, like if your sales guy goes in, like you have a guy who's really well trained as a salesperson. He knows the product, you know, he knows the specs, you know, he can answer every question. He's got the sales script down, Pat, blah, blah, blah. And you say, okay, you know, uh, he's going to go out there and he's going to make a certain amount. Now you bring in somebody else who's hasn't got that all together, but they are just jacked up, excited about the product. They are in love with it. They use it. They love it. They are, you know, they would talk about it for free. They're going to close a lot more sales, or they're going to close a hell of a lot of sales simply by the energy that they bring. They might be sputtering all over themselves. They might be, they might give the most incoherent presentation. But the guy sitting there is going to be like, they're just going to feel the passion, the energy. It's going to be like, I don't even know what the hell he's talking about, but whatever the hell that is, I've got to have it because I'm so excited about it. So you know, it's like you can go do the same thing but now you're showing up with a different energy. The same ad, you say, well, what about what about um, banner ads? It's like, I do affect banner ads. Energy, when we're talking about the quantum level, as I said earlier, so, You know, Einstein and those guys, they figured it out hundred years ago. When you're working at that level, stuff doesn't follow Newtonian physics, it follows quantum physics. In Newtonian physics, every action has an equal and opposite reaction which is why effort produces a certain amount of results. physical effort produces a certain amount of physical result in the quantum field in the quantum physics like attracts like that's the ruling clause so you got high energy things that are that want that high energy are attracted to you and that, you know like and all of a sudden all of these high energy opportunities the high energy and all and that's when you get you go from 3% year over year growth to 300% year over year growth. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does. I love the comparison between the physical, you know, I mean, physical effort tends to produce linear results. You know, you can incrementally mm-hmm. add effort, but it's very difficult to exponentially add effort. Right. And because it takes so much more energy to do that, what you're talking about is highly leveraged energy, Uh, you know, both the physical and the, the quantum require energy as an input, but what you get out of that energy, if I'm understanding it correctly, is orders of magnitude greater when you're working at the quantum level rather than the physical level. And that's like, this is for everybody listening, like this is a deep subject. And one of the things that I like about Eric is you, Eric, you make it practical, like you bring it back to business, you could go, and I know you have, you could go down the rabbit hole into the physics of all of this because it's yeah. all connected. Yes. And that's, you know, I've had, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Perry Marshall. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's another one who sees this connection between, you know, the, between physics and science and business. And because it, it all runs on energy, there, there is this deep connection, the principles apply. And uh, and one of the things I love about what you've done is you've really kind of up- taken these these very scientific principles, you're applying, to, applying them to business and making them practical enough that people can actually understand it and act on it. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish we had hours and hours and hours to dive into it. Yeah. Um, because I think that's really, that's probably what it takes, which is why people come and, and work with you. So for folks who are listening to this and, and this has just been a brief introduction and they want to kind of go deeper and learn more, where is the best place for them to go find out more about what you're doing and find the resources that you've got around
0: this? Well, um, if anybody's interested, I always love to uh you know talk with new folks. Um I, I'm a I'm a, a new energy, new problem junkie. Um, So I love when people come with anything, you know, I was like, ah, okay, how do we play, how do we play with this? So I like to offer folks and they can find out about me at my website, www.eriklures.com, E-R-I-K-L-U-H-R-S.com. But I am putting together, um, definitely by the time that this show airs, it'll it'll be up, uh, an offer for folks to do, what I call a uh, psychocognitive solution session with me. Psychocognitive being, you know, the combining of the, the psychic, the cognitive behavioral and, and the in one where, you know, basically I'll help them. They'll come with a problem and, you know, I'll explain a little bit about the psychic piece and the higher self and whatever, but it's really about helping them get insights into that stuck problem that they haven't been able to budge And as we were talking earlier about flipping the coin, you know, getting that different perspective, that's what all of a sudden bringing in the higher self and and going into the field and all that, that's what allows them to do that. So in that session, we'll do that around that problem so that, you know, they, they can leave and they'll have, you know I don't want to say stuff to do so much as they'll have a new perspective and a new beingness around it and that will shift the energy for them. And yes, you know, for the people who are like, but I have to have something to do. Yes, I can come up with a million things for you to do. Um <laughs> but it's really about if really, I can. That's So I developed the three different systems. Um but it's really about changing that being so if I want to check that out. And of course also on LinkedIn you can you can see my LinkedIn profile et cetera.
1: Awesome. Well, we'll link all that in the, the show notes. Uh, EricLewers.com is the website. And uh, thank you, sir. Thank you for uh, coming back and sharing more wisdom with us. I love that you're continuing to go deeper and deeper into this and, and really get to that level of mastery that that uh, few people ever dig deep enough to get to. But uh, it's it's fun, fun to watch as you do it. And thanks for coming back and sharing with us. Oh, man,
0: always a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me.
1: Thanks for listening to the Authority Builder Podcast. Here are three ways you can expand your authority. Number one, get a copy of the million dollar book. In it, I show you how to multiply your authority by writing a best-selling book in less than 90 days guaranteed. After all, you're the best spokesperson for your ideas. Go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash book and get your copy. Number two, join me for an upcoming Write Your Million Dollar Book Accelerator and let's jumpstart your authority building book now. For upcoming dates, go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash accelerator. And number three, work with me and my team to get your book done and bringing in business. Email me at steve at authoritybuilderpodcast.com and put I want to write a book in the subject line. See you soon.